If you've ever looked at U.S. News and World Report or diet rankings, you will see that registered dietitians, scientists involved in nutrition, physicians consistently rank the modern Mediterranean diet as the diet that they would recommend, followed closely by the DASH diet, which we consider the American cousin of the Mediterranean diet. But if you're like most people, you probably don't know what the Mediterranean diet is. You probably don't know that it's an exceedingly well-defined diet that you can adopt to almost any lifestyle. And while you might like the idea of drinking a glass of red wine with a lovely fruit plate and maybe a feta salad overlooking the Mediterranean, that's just not it. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Fork U, Fork University, where we try to make sense of the madness, busting myths, and teach you a little bit about how you can do medicine with food. So there's several critiques of the Mediterranean diet you will hear typically from low-carb folks. They will say things like this. There's no uniform diet of the Mediterranean region, which is true. There isn't. There's over 20 countries around the Mediterranean. There's over 26,000 miles of coastline. Many of those countries have their own unique diets, many of which, by the way, have adopted to a more modern American lifestyle. But the Mediterranean diet isn't named after the Mediterranean region for what they eat today or what they ate back in the 1950s when it was first described by Mr. Hansel Keys. The second point they'll bring is that the diet is simply made up and should just be ignored. Ignoring the fact that really all diets are made up. And some people who are a little more sophisticated will say, you know, I looked in the literature and there's all sorts of different things about the Mediterranean diet. Well, it's pretty uniform today and we will go through and talk about that. And today's topic is going to be how the Mediterranean diet was defined. And next time, we'll talk more about healthy eating in the Mediterranean diet and what it means to some chronic diseases. The person most associated with the Mediterranean diet was a physiologist, a PhD named Ansel Keys. Now, in the 1950s, as today, heart disease was the number one cause of death among middle-aged men. Ansel Keys is quoted as saying that it seemed like white-collar executives were dropping like flies. Now, while there was a clear association with smoking and heart disease, there were far more people dying from heart disease than could be attributed just to smoking, including people who never smoked. Diet was not associated with heart disease at the time. It was felt that heart disease was aging of your vessels, that atherosclerosis was simply your vessels were aging, and that these white-collar executives had too much stress and they were aging their vessels, and that was the cause of heart disease and not diet, etc., well, he wondered, having been a person associated with diets, if perhaps dietary's approach explained why some people died more prematurely than others. It turned out one of his colleagues, an Italian scientist, told Dr. Keyes about the low incidence of cardiovascular deaths by a village next to Naples. Piqued his interest, in 1952, Dr. Keyes took a sabbatical to Oxford, where he was close to Italy went down and looked at hospital records and indeed found there was a tremendous difference in heart disease between both the poor and the executives in Italy. And he developed the hypothesis that it might be their diet to explain the difference between the two groups. Then he and his wife traveled throughout Europe cataloging the different diets and rates of heart disease and presented that data in 1955 to the World Health Organization, concluding that diet played a significant role in heart disease. And he was mocked. Many of the members of the World Health Organization said there's no such thing as a diet-heart theory. Keyes then began to organize his colleagues in what became the Seven Country Study. 
Now, the seven-country study was an observational study looking at biomarkers, lifestyle, and relationship to heart disease. Those countries were Greece, Italy, former Yugoslavia, Finland, Netherlands, Japan, and the United States. And those cohorts were chosen because of diverse diets, lifestyle, risk factors, and to look at what that influence would be. They follow these people over now over 50 years. Now, if you're anywhere near a low-carb blogger, you will see that Ansel Keys is the work of the devil and that they left out France because they knew about the French paradox. The French paradox, for those who you don't know, is that the French seem to eat an extraordinarily amount of cheese, high in saturated fat, and they don't have the same incidence of heart disease. Here's the truth. France was not left out of the study. In fact, French investigators were at the original pilot study in Nicoterra, Italy, but decided not to participate because France didn't have the funds to put toward this diet study. France was just recovering from World War II and just didn't have the resources. The second thing is the French paradox wasn't even coined until the 1980s, over 20 years after the start of the seven-country study. The investigators didn't have access to that data or long-term. So how do we explain the French paradox? because you want to explain it. It turns out that that high-fat diet was not widely adopted to the French prior to the mid-1970s. And as you know, it takes time for a habit, especially a dietary habit, to have an effect on cardiovascular disease. That's why you have all these young carnivore people running around now starting to get heart disease, but thinking they won't because they have great abs. But anyway, let me give you another example. If you start smoking cigarettes, you're not going to develop heart disease with your first cigarette. You probably won't adopt it until 20 years after smoking a pack a day. Do you know what the primary French diet was in the 50s through the 1970s? It was a Mediterranean-style diet. Thus, the effect of the high-fat diet, which the French adopted in mid to late 1970s, wouldn't even been there for years. The second explanation is the French had consistently underreported rates of heart disease in their population, and so the data before the 1980s, which they were relying on, was not that good. Of acute note, wine consumption has been the most studied aspect of the French paradox. You can see tons of articles about wine, and wine sales dramatically increased, especially red wine sales in the United States, saying that the French paradox was explained by them drinking wine. We should all drink wine and we can avoid heart disease, still the number one killer, especially after a 60 Minutes report in 1991. Wine, it turns out, is an important component of the Mediterranean diet study. Well, let's look over the first number of years. From 1958 to 1970, 12,000 men were tracked for diet, weight, smoking, physical activity, vital signs, cholesterol, and lung capacity. There were about 2,300 deaths. 27% of them were from heart disease. Different countries had different rates of death from the disease. The USA, 50% of the deaths were from heart disease. Northern Europe, 40%. Southern Europe, 17%. Japan, 5%. The dietary pattern that was identified by the study, the seven-country study, became the basis of what Dr. Keyes would call the Mediterranean diet. Dr. Keyes himself adopted this diet, actually wrote with his wife a book about it and a cookbook called Eat Well, Stay Well, which became a bestseller. Dr. Keyes died at age 101. That was the origin of the Mediterranean diet study. The seven-country study went on to have 50 years' worth of data showing the clear correlation between dietary fat and cardiovascular disease and a whole lot of other factors in people. And Dr. Keyes is now associated with being the one single individual that showed that there was a tremendous factor between heart disease and the diet you take. Low-carb bloggers will also say he neglected to say that sugar was a part of the Mediterranean diet. 
Well, let's just point out that's not exactly true either. Keyes actually showed that sugar could have a cardiovascular effect, but only when consumed with high fat. We will talk about more about the Mediterranean diet in our next podcast episode, part two, where we will talk about how the Mediterranean diet advanced, deal with chronic diseases, and how we measure people with the Mediterranean diet now. For now, that's it. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson. This is Fork You. You can find the article and the references for this on yourdoctorsorders.com, and we look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for Simpler Media for helping produce this and the pod god, Dr. Evo Terra. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson. I am not your doctor. This is here for health information only. Please follow me on TikTok where you can find me at, at Dr. Terry Simpson. We'll see you next week. Uh, hi, it's uh, Evo Terra and um uh...